On today's episode of Locked on Stars, we'll be taking a look at my way too early predictions for the Dallas Stars opening night roster. We'll take a look at the forwards, the defensemen, and the goalies. We'll cover it all on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars, hockey credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media coming to you on this Tuesday, June 28th. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping in and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day be sure to subscribe to our show on youtube as well as your favorite podcasting platform leave a comment or a five-star rating or review on spotify or apple if you like the show if you like what you hear you can also find and follow me on twitter at dane double underscore lewis and our show as well at locked on stars but let's get right into the business of today's episode as you heard in the open it is time to give some projections of what I think the lineup could look like on opening night 2022 for the Dallas Stars. The NHL season is officially over. Uh, free agency coming up very soon on July 13th. The NHL draft coming even before then. Lots of exciting things still happening in the world of NHL hockey. And we talked about last week what I think you know some of the lineups could potentially look like. And so I wanted to take an episode to go ahead and predict now. And then once we get to training camp, we might do another episode with a little bit better of an idea of who's actually on the team, what free agents maybe got acquired, what trades were made, what prospects did really well during training camp. We might do it again. Uh, and then obviously we'll have to see on opening night what the lineup looks like and see how different it is from the lineup that I have projected. But let's start off on the offensive side of things with the forwards and the top line. This is the easiest one to guess. Uh, I'll definitely lock this one in and be very shocked if this is not the combination that we get. I'm sure all of you Stars fans at home know exactly what I'm talking about. The top line for the Dallas Stars will be Jason Robertson, Rope Hintz, Joe Pavelski. This is a, a pretty easy decision to make even under new leadership with Pete DeBoer. And whatever, whatever other coaches he brings in to round out his staff, I think this is a pretty easy bullseye of a guess right here. I mean, this was the line that was one of the best offensive trios in the NHL. I made the claim that they were the best top line in hockey. I would certainly put them up against any other top line in the NHL. Sure. They may have struggled a little bit in the postseason, uh, but I think, you know, that's just a result of two of the guys on that line still being pretty young in their NHL careers. Uh, and I think that they will continue to set the NHL world on fire this coming season, uh, even under Pete DeBoer. And if anything, I think they'll perform a little bit better in DeBoer's system. As we've looked even last week, there's a little bit better offensive numbers with DeBoer in Vegas last season than the, than the Stars had under Rick Bonus. So I'm excited to see this top line back in action yet again. Uh, I'm almost certain that this is the trio that we will get at the top line for the Dallas Stars. But then after that, it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, and you could really probably interchange a lot of things. I do think there is one certainty with the second line. I do think that is Tyler Sagan at the center position. 
But then those wing pairs uh, on that second line, I think could really, you know, I, I would take just about any other answer. And uh, I went back and forth when deciding this, but I think what I would like to see personally, Vlad Nemestikov at the left wing and Dennis Gurionov at the right wing. I think that Sagan and Gurionov both had some pretty good chemistry with one another last season when Gurionov spent some time on that second line with Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. I think he did really well, and I think the play of a guy like Nemestikov, that is if he stays in Dallas, of course, at the time of recording this. He has not been extended, but he also has not uh, you know, expressed that I've seen that he wants to go to another team. I think it would be really smart of the Stars to look to hang on to a guy like Nemestikov. I mean, they went and got him during the trade deadline, and I don't think it was a move that you know, was setting them to win a Stanley Cup, obviously. This season, I think that was a move that they made to hopefully try to keep him somewhat long-term and use him as a really nice plug-and-play utility player because as we've discussed before, Nemestikov can play in pretty much every aspect of the game, offense 5-on-5, five five, defense 5-on-5, five five, and he can play both sides of special teams as well. Uh, you could almost switch him out on the third line with another player that is on the third line that we'll talk about in just a second. But I think as of right now, I would really like to see Nemestikov maybe start the season out in the top six on that second line and, and benefit, uh, you know, playing alongside an offensive talent like Sagan and Gurionov, because we all know how good of an offensive threat Gurionov can be when he is at his best. Uh, and I'm really excited to see him in this new system under DeBoer as well. And, and of course, Tyler Sagan is going to be the glue that holds this line together. If this line exists or what other, whatever other wings that we get alongside Tyler Sagan. I'm almost certain that he will be the second centerman option for this Stars team. So I think we could see an increase in his numbers playing alongside really gifted skaters uh, with, you know, Nemestikov and Gurionov both being pretty underrated skaters in the National Hockey League. And then you go down to the third line. Uh, again, I think all the way up and down, all four lines, I think the center position is pretty set in stone. And I think these are probably the orders that we will see the center's rolled out on this third line it gets a little interesting i have an undecided free agent at the left wing spot Roddick fox at the center spot and jacob peterson at the right wing spot i think jacob peterson is the guy that you could maybe switch in and out with vlad nemestikov you could put nemestikov on this third line with foxa and make it a little bit more of a checking line and i think that that could be a really effective pairing it would just depend on who this third piece is for the Dallas Stars at the left wing on the third line. And of course, it could be a guy that is already within the organization, whether that's a guy like Delandria, Riley Tufty, Logan Stankoven. Uh, you know, there's tons of options still at the AHL level prospects that could come in and fill this role. But I would like to think that the Stars will go out and make some sort of free agent move. That's, of course, uh, going to depend on what other moves get made this offseason, depending on how many free agents can be brought in and at what price, depending on the uh, Jason Robertson contract negotiations, Jake Ottinger, John Klingberg, you name it. But I, I do think that we will be seeing at least one new face on this team from another NHL roster, if not multiple, probably not as many as we saw from last offseason, just given the cap situation. But I do think we will be due for at least one new face on this team. And then you look down at the fourth line. Uh, again, pretty set in stone at the center position with Luke Glendening, who's coming back for at least one more season with one more year left on his contract. You put Jamie Benn at the left wing spot. And then I think Wyatt Johnston comes in and takes that last spot on the fourth line alongside Glenn Denning and Jamie Benn. And I think this could be a really interesting line and a really effective line. Glenn Denning, as we know, is one of the best face-off players in the National Hockey League. Jamie Benn definitely passed the prime of his offensive firepower glory days, but I still think that he can be a very effective player, even on the bottom six. 
with the physicality of his game. Uh, and of course, I think he can still find ways to be productive alongside Glendinning. And then I think White Johnson could really bring a sweet offensive dynamic to this fourth line with just how explosive he is. I think that he could benefit from the elite playmaking that Glendinning and Ben can provide, but he can also help provide plays and maybe draw some attention away from the other guys on the ice with him. And he can maybe help facilitate and make some plays for some other guys on the ice as well. So of course, you know, will this likely be the opening night lineup? Probably not. There's probably a few positions that I got wrong here, but I'm pretty confident that it will look something like this and the line I'm most excited for out of the top line. I think it has to be that that second line or the fourth line. I think Sagan is due for an incredibly big year. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a heart trophy type season where he's, you know, he probably won't even be top 20 in points. It'd be nice if he was. I don't expect him to just have this giant breakout season, but I do think uh, if he's able to come into this coming season a lot healthier, which I think he will be barring any insane injuries to him. I think that he's going to have a nice season. And I think Denis Gurionov and Vlad Nemestikov, uh, if they're both you know, on that second line, and if Nemestikov is still on the team, I think that they could both have really nice seasons as well, uh, that we as Stars fans can finally say, we have the secondary scoring that we need. And then, of course, that fourth line. Of course, uh, Glenn Denning was an underrated favorite player of mine last season. Jamie Venn, the captain, is always an interesting guy to watch on the ice. Uh, and if Wyatt Johnson can snag a roster spot for opening night, I think that will be an incredibly fun story. And I'm excited to see his NHL career begin when it does, whether that's opening night or whether it's later in the season. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will shift our focus to the blue line and talk about how I think the roster will shape out for the defensemen of the Dallas Stars. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports podcasts and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, we're shifting our attention to the Dallas Stars defenseman talking about what the roster could look like for the six defensemen on the Dallas Stars opening night roster. Uh, and starting it off, it's a, a pretty easy guess, I think, with two guys that are for sure going to be in this lineup next season. You have Miro Haskin, the premier defenseman of this Stars organization, likely lining up yet again with the veteran Ryan Suter. And this was a duo that we saw for the majority of this past season. Uh, and we'll likely see it again unless the Stars make some big changes. We've discussed before on this show that the free agent pool for defensemen is not that big this offseason. Uh, in fact, John Klingberg is probably one of, if not the biggest name on the defenseman free agent market this summer. And, and I'll go ahead and spoil it. I do not have John Klingberg listed on any of these defensive pairings. I do still believe deep down uh, that he will be on a different team at the start of next season. As unfortunate as it is, of course, still no deal yet, either with the Stars or with a new team. 
uh, of course, because free agency has not officially started, but all signs somewhat pointing to John Klingberg being on a different team. So we will likely see Miro Haskinen and Ryan Suter lining up together yet again. And both of these guys, like many other defensemen on the Stars roster, shoot left-handed. Only John Klingberg and Yanni Hockenpah shot right-handed on the Stars roster last year as far as defensemen. And I think that that could have been part of the issue is why we didn't get a whole lot of secondary scoring from the Stars defensemen because some guys were having to play on their weak side where they couldn't shoot the puck as effectively. I think if Miro is able to play on his strong side, that the Stars will have a better chance at being an offensive threat. I think Suter actually uh, led defensemen and goals or points. I don't think it was points. I think it was just goals. So Suter was low-key kind of an offensive threat last season, but he's going to continue to get older. Uh, and so Miro Haskinen definitely going to be the star of the show as far as offense on that blue line pairing. The second pairing, uh, I think this is a pretty easy set in stone one. We saw this one a decent amount last year, um, but it's going to look a little bit different because Esselindel will no longer be paired with John Klingberg, but rather I think Esselindel will play alongside Yanni Hockenpah. And this is going to be an incredibly big and physical defensive pairing. These are going to be the guys that you send out pretty often to try to wear down some of the best players on the opposition. Uh, it's going to be real demoralizing when you continue to take checks and hits from some of the biggest guys on the Stars roster. And of course, they can get the dub done offensively sometimes as well. This will be a nice pairing because Hockenpah does shoot right-handed and Esselindels shoots left, so they can both play on their strong side on the offensive side of the ice, and then they can both be a menace to society on the defensive side as well with their size and their ability to block shots and also just check other players. I think this could be a sneaky, good, and underrated pairing on the Stars roster and, of course, in the Central Division. And then the last pairing, things get a little bit interesting because I do think that Thomas Harley has done enough with his brief time with the Stars to prove that he deserves a spot on this team. He's definitely not going to put up electric offensive numbers like some of the premier defensemen in the NHL, but also he's still a really, really young guy who's still developing, but still I think has taken a lot of big steps in the right direction under Rick Bonus, and I think he could very well do the same under this new coaching regime. But the question is, who will be playing alongside him? I think Andre Sekera has probably played his last game in Dallas. We know Klingberg's out. Joel Hanley would still potentially be an option for the Stars. I think he would be a solid, decent option, but definitely not the best-case scenario. I do think that there is an opportunity that we could see some guys who have been in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars maybe make an emergence on this roster, unless the Stars also go out and get a free agent, which, again, I don't know how likely that is, especially a big-name defensive free agent. But there are some pretty good options at the AHL level, guys like Ben Gleason, who had 44 points with the Texas Stars last season. Ryan Shea had 32 points, and Alex Petrovic had 19. Those were the top three scorers for Texas Stars defensemen last season. Uh, and I think any of those guys, you know, if they have a good training camp and show that they are continuing to grow and develop, I wouldn't mind seeing them on that bottom pairing with Thomas Harley. Then the only issue that you have is that you do have two really young and potentially inexperienced players on a line together. I think the benefit of having a guy like Hanley would be the veteran aspect of things, a guy who's been in this league for a decent amount of time now, who's a little bit older, uh, but he's not going to provide that speed or scoring threat like some of these other guys like Gleason, Petrovic, or Shea could. So it's going to kind of come down to what the coaching staff wants and what the coaching staff thinks is best 
for the overall production of that bottom pairing because it can be easy to overlook that bottom pairing but at the exact same time it is crucial and it's important both in the aspect of winning games but also making sure that these young players continue to develop and grow into being effective hockey players and again i think harley has shown a lot of growth over the past few seasons with the stars both in the bubble when he made his debut although he wasn't great then but this past season i think i think he took some big big strides in order to kind of trend upward into being a, a defenseman that can play night in and night out and give you a really solid production uh, and give you a lot of time on ice who can eat away at some shifts uh, and hopefully eventually grow into a good offensive threat as well so i'm curious to see who could, he could be paired up with and again i'll be curious to see if the stars look to add any sort of defenseman depth through trades or free agency we've of course explored some of those options you have guys like jacob chikrin out there uh, you know, uh, just tons of other Ben Sherratt with Florida uh, and a few other options as well. Again, this defenseman class this summer, not as deep, but you never know what can happen with free agency in the NHL. Well, coming up next, we will take a brief look at the goaltending situation. It's going to be a pretty easy one to determine, but then we'll talk about some other players who I haven't mentioned yet that could potentially be getting some time on the Stars roster this season. All right, we're closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking about the final aspect of the roster for Texas's favorite hockey team. And we, of course, need to finish up talking about the goalie situation. Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger will and should be the starting goalie for the Dallas Stars on opening night. Uh, we've talked about him at length all throughout the season and then even in the offseason. He's incredible. He's a future star for this franchise, uh, a likely future Vesna finalist candidate and it would not shock me if he eventually wins a Vesna trophy. He is special and he should get re-signed this offseason, should get a new deal uh, and should be in the crease on opening night barring any injury. Knock on wood. Now, backup is where things can get a little bit trickier uh, and during Peter DeBoer's introductory press conference, Jim Nill did say that Anton Hudobin should be back and healthy and ready for training camp this summer. Uh, and if you're like me, maybe you had forgotten about Anton Hudobin just because he didn't really spend much of the second half of the season with the Dallas Stars. He was down in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars. Also dealing with surgeries, dealing with injuries. He is definitely at the end of his career. Uh, and as much as I love Anton Hudobin, I mean, we all know what he did in the bubble in 2020 that was an outstanding performance he helped carry that team to the stanley cup finals i just don't know how comfortable i feel as having him as the backup goalie especially with the option of scott wedgwood who i would personally love to see in net for the stars i think that he just makes sense uh, he proved to be a very effective backup down the stretch of the regular season for the stars came in and played in some pretty big games and came up with some pretty clutch saves in some big moments to help propel that team to the postseason. And we've talked about it before a few weeks ago on the show. If the Stars can get him for not too much money, I would really love to see Scott Wedgwood back in Dallas, backing up Jake Ottinger because he's still a guy that even though he's a little bit older, still has a little bit of juice left in the tank uh, and clearly wants to win. I mean, he's just traveled around so much last season between Jersey and Arizona and Dallas. I'm sure he would like to stay in one place uh, and especially a place like Dallas that seems to be in a pretty good spot as a franchise and is certainly looking to make the postseason this coming year uh, and hopefully make some noise 
once they get there. So who knows what will become of Anton Hudobin if he could potentially get traded uh, or you know sent somewhere else that would maybe help take a little bit of money out of the Stars' books and maybe clear up a little bit of cap space for the Stars to potentially sign a free agent. I don't believe Braden Holtby uh, has another year on his deal. I don't imagine he'll be coming back with his injuries as well, getting a little bit older. So I don't imagine we'll see Holtby's back in the crease for the Stars anytime this season. Ottinger and Wedgwood would be the ideal situation for me. And just kind of, uh, you know, tying up some loose ends, rounding up some names that haven't been mentioned, guys that might or might not be on the opening night roster, but guys that I imagine will see some play time this season. Uh, of course, Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven, two other prospects who haven't made their NHL debuts yet, but I imagine it could be this season. If they do somehow make the opening night roster, good for them. I think that that would be exciting. And if they make it, it's probably well-earned and they probably had a really good training camp. And preseason will, of course, have to wait and see what all happens with some of these young, fiery prospects. Marion Studenich is a guy that hasn't been re-signed yet. Not entirely sure what will happen to him, if he'll come back and play with Dallas, or if he'll have to look to play elsewhere. Uh, Fred Frederick Karlstrom played a few games at the end of the season with the Stars. He had a pretty nice performance. Talked about Delandria. I've talked about Tufty a little bit. Um, Riley Damiani could probably get some playtime. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Antonio Strongest might could make his debut from the prospect level. I mean, there's just so many different guys. Uh, Michael Roffel, um, I've seen a lot of rumors, nothing confirmed that the Stars did make an offer to him, but he has not accepted it. And there are some rumors circulating that he could potentially be done in the NHL and he could be looking to go back to Europe. Again, that's all just speculation at this point. That would really break my heart. I do like Michael Roffel a lot. I thought he had a very underrated season. I think he's similar to Vlad Nemestikov, so if he does leave, uh, it would be even more incentive, I think, for the Stars to look to hold on to Nemestikov because I think they're very similar in what they offer to the team. But all in all, I I'm excited to see how this roster shapes out throughout the summer, and once we get to training camp, I think it's a very intriguing group with a lot of potential, and then, of course, uh, who knows how they will perform uh, with a new head coach and a pretty much entirely new coaching staff outside of the goalies, but, I mean, I think Jake Ottinger will be fine by himself but then of course he is getting his goalie coach back as well uh, but the special teams should hopefully look a little bit different and then the, the, the regular five on five offense hopefully looks a little bit different for the dallas stars as well in the 22-23 season but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars thank you so much again for tuning into the show for making locked on stars your first listen of the day be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube, as well as your favorite podcasting platform. Give us a five-star rating or review on Spotify or Apple. Helps the show out a ton, uh, and it just takes a few seconds, not too much of your time. So it's a win-win for you and for me. Be sure to find and follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars. Thank you guys so much again for tuning into the show. Hope you guys are continuing to enjoy this off-season content. Let me know down below in the comments if you're watching on YouTube where you would like to see which players placed in the lineup. I'm curious on your guys' thoughts as well. Thank you guys again for tuning in, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.